Thank you for listening to the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. We here at the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast are simply fans of hockey, the New Jersey Devils, and professional wrestling, and are not to be considered as insiders or news reporters. Please note that opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of its hosts and occasional guests. Listener discretion is advised. Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Chip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. Welcome, one and all, to the next episodic podcast. The longest episodic podcast ever about wrestling and hockey. With your pals, Rob and Dave, the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast, hsskpaw.com. This is my favorite time of the year. It's it's almost like Christmas. I love the trade deadline. I love the draft lottery. Uh-huh. I love the NHL draft. Uh-huh. If I could just fast forward the seasons. <laughs> Can we Netflix the NHL season where I just fast forward to those episodes? I was thinking the other day that when you when you just look in, in sports in general, you look at the baseball trade deadline, eh, because there's so many games. It's like you you get up to the to Midsummer's Classic, you get it's the middle almost the middle of summer, and it's like the big names you already know are going places and things like that. So you get an idea. And of isn't foot- baseball like weird in the sense that like, all right, the trade deadline's passed, and then like the Yankees are going to put this guy on waivers. So that this guy on the Mets, the Mets can pick him up, and then the Mets are going to put this guy on waiver so that the Yankees can pick him up. Yeah, there's like another thirty day waiver kind yeah. of thing, kind of stuff that you could still make the if they if they get on your team, you can still make the playoffs. Um, football is just like it's like in the it's like two months into the season, it's like the the third week, and it's like no. <laughs> I didn't even know football had a trade deadline. Who cares about basketball? And basketball, it's like I am so removed from. If they're like the top five names aren't in any kind of trade like discussions, it's like I don't know. It just seems like a, like I don't pay attention to basketball. I could really give two flying fucks about it, but it just seems like it's everybody wants to have a super team. Yeah. Now, like LeBron, it's the LeBron Lakers, and it's you know ver- versus that other Steph Curry's team, the Golden State, and then like other teams are trying to copy that. Yeah. By stealing other teams' players for draft picks, and then yeah, it, it, it's stupid. And then there's hockey, where it's like you sit there and you go, 
holy shit. Literally, you're sitting on your phone refreshing your social media oh, for your hockey list and going, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. It's daddy daycare on Monday. And my wife normally is like, don't watch the TV when with the with the baby. And I already told her, I was like, Monday, it's just going to be the NHL network on TV the whole day. So my daughter <laughs> is going to dress your kid, yeah. dress your kid up in a jersey or whatever, put a helmet on her. My daughter's going to be like, did they trade him? <laughs> First words, trade, trade, Tra- trade, trade, that trade. <laughs> So, yeah, I think hockey, yeah, like you said, the the trade deadline for hockey is like it gives you a boost even if your team sucks like ours. And then July 1st is another one where it's like, holy shit. Like you just come off of the NHL playoff run to a Stanley Cup. You, if you, you, t- you if take you, a deep breath and holy shit, July 1st is coming. Yeah, this is your, if your team sucks like the Devils do right now, this is your Christmas. It could be awesome and you can get everything that you've ever wanted. Right. Or you're getting socks, <laughs> which is future considerations. Future like, considerations. Oh, we're going to trade Ben Lovejoy to, if I had to guess, he's going to go to a team like Pittsburgh, Washington. Well, not Washington because Washington made a trade today. Mm-hmm. He's going to go to Pittsburgh. He's going to go to, I don't think Tampa has room. Fuck it. Just send him to Columbus. Send everybody to Columbus. He's going to go, and we're going to get, like, a sixth-round pick for him or future considerations, which yeah, never which is, pans out. Which is a bag of pucks and a, and a graphite stick. And you know how I know that? Because for this episode, I went and looked up every trade the Devils have ever made it, since their existence mm-hmm. in 1982. And I looked at all of, like... It often has, like, all right, the Devils have traded this guy for a second-round pick, and then it'll tell you who that pick is, right? And every time it has said future considerations, there's nothing there. Like, it wasn't like, oh, remember the future? This this future considerations turned into so-and-so, and and it's never anything. So So, you mean mean Lou flipped a future consideration for a future consideration? Yeah, it was just basically (laughs) like, we're just going to say in case something happens. Now, I don't know if future considerations back then were the you know like if you make the playoffs then you have to give us this and it never happened could be that could. like we see today in the trades mm-hmm. so we'll start off with a little uh a little devil's talk our crease to crease segment here um what did we do this week we went two and two and two no we went three and one three and one yeah holy crap the minnesota which was a week ago because we were doing this podcast yeah. last week mm-hmm. and I got in the car and we were down two nothing already. And I think I was in traffic and I text you like, Oh, it's a good thing. I'm not watching this shit. Yeah. I turned, I turned it off after two nothing. I did. It's just like, I can't stand and That's it. I'm done. I, I started watching, you know, buzzer. And then I turned it back on and I'm like, Oh, all right. We're down by only a goal now. And then it went into overtime and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I'm glad. I, I, look, as much as people are saying like, oh, where's Hall? What happened to Hall? How come there's no updates on Hall? Is there anything on Taylor Hall? Amanda Stein, is there anything on Taylor Hall? <laughs> Some, somebody tweeted Amanda, Amanda Stein. Oh, I saw the, the Finding Nemo. The mine, Hall, mine. Hall, Hall, Hall. As, as much as I'd like to have him back, and, may, and honestly, I don't think he would have made a substantial difference. I know that sounds shitty. Like somebody no, because would I'd be our, like, you're going to go, what are you crazy? Our, we weren't that good with him. <laughs> our, our core issue is D and goalie. Right. Like, all right. So maybe we have three more wins. That's not getting us. 
Hmm. We're, the, we're the third worst team in the playoffs. So we become the, f- I mean, the third worst team in, in the league. league. Yeah. So what do we become? The fourth worst team in the league? Yeah. So as much as, you know, I'd like to have him in the lineup, this is great for Nico. Because this is such a confidence builder in the sense that he's shooting the puck. He does, he he's does, carrying the puck. He doesn't need Hall right. to, to make him better. He doesn't have his security blanket where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, here, I'll just give it to him, and I'll look okay if he scores. Yeah, I'll get it's, the assist and whoop-de-doo. Like, right. Now it's, I'm, I'm the man now. <laughs> I'm the man now. <laughs> Pretty much like he scored the overtime goal in Minnesota. Yeah. Right? That, that was just. I mean, that was a, a dumb fuck mistake by <laughs> Devin <laughs> Dubnik. But... We, of course, know our. our bunch of dumb fuck moves um go up to buffalo um well, before, they come to us whatever um i don't under i never totally understood why um zach bogosian went after gabriel i from what i heard mm-hmm. and i think it was on spit and chicklets or one of those ones because i listened to like 19 podcasts driving yesterday um that gabriel when warm-up started Shot a puck from his end of the ice into the Buffalo net. Okay. and Makes sense. And then Bogosia skated over the red line, which is like no-no. Yeah. Skated over the red line, and Gabriel said something to him, and then it started. What I thought was fucking hilarious, and that was the most exciting thing about that game, um, (laughs) was like... During the the warm up, like Bogosia like slashes him and yeah. he's like, and Gabriel's just looking at him, going, "Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay." Like he's just like he's he doesn't go back at him. He, I mean, Gabriel could have beat his fucking face in, but Gabriel's just staring at him, like, "Yeah, come on, give it to me. I want more. I want fucking more. Come on, give it to me." <laughs> it was pretty good, but as far as the uh, the game goes, Buffalo's in a tailspin. Man. Hey, but hey, at least their head coach got a vote of confidence saying he's not being, you know, removed. Yeah, well, so, so good I mean, for him. I mean, Housley we shouldn't be. Hey, we got a vote of confidence for our coach too. Yeah, but again, if you look at Minnesota's in a fucking tailspin. They've lost nine out of ten, and the only game that they've won was against us. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffalo's in a tailspin. The Penguins are playing better, but Kincaid was awful in that game, and we were lucky to lose by one goal. They, did you read the quote? Somebody asked I'll Kincaid ask and was like, I just feel like I didn't get any bounces. Like, And, then, were, and then you yeah. ask Coach Hines, well, do you agree with him? He's like, no. no. Well, he said, do, <laughs> do, do you see it differently? And he Good. was like, yep. yep. <laughs> Finally, we have another Lemaire-ish type coach where it's like, hey, Coach, do, do you find any positives in this game? No. Just chewing on his gum? No. no. I don't see uh, the... the uh, Positives. And the fucking vein on his fucking yeah. new, newly tan. shaven head is he's tan. Like... It's February. <laughs> the tannest. My brother used to say he was oh. the fucking tannest coach in the league. Oh fucking America! I love him. But uh, Putty doing his oh uh, my god face plant. That was the and you know what? I have a I have a little complaint about the bobbleheads they give out nowadays. Like two seasons ago, when they gave out the players, where like, you know, one fifth of them actually looks like the guy. It was like normal size. It was it was like, you know, the size of this little five guy's large cup. It was good. It was big. Now it's like the fucking size of a small cell phone. Huh. It's like, but whatever. I was there to get my putty, which was fine. Our pal Jay um, upgraded his tickets. 
I got sucked into it thinking, oh, great, lower bowl seats, fine, whatever. Now they were still upstairs, what have you. He had four other tickets. He, he came in with one, and he gave one to me. I was like, all right, whatever. And he's like, well, I want to get another one. So he walked out the side, walked around, got another one. I'm pretty sure that if he just said, look, I have four tickets here. I want four bobbleheads. They probably would have gave it to him. Especially those people. Um, but David Putty dropped his <laughs> ceremonial first fuck. God, I want to plow through this so bad. <sighs> dropped the ceremonial first puck. Rips off his jersey. Which, and it got the crowd riled up. Walks back to the bench. Firing and it, everybody up. And then he... Literally. Like, I don't even think he took a step. He just face planted. I didn't feel bad for his face plant. You know what I felt bad for? Corey laughing at him. That too. But <laughs> do you know how disgusting the bottoms of those benches are? And he fell chest first. <laughs> Open chest first. Open chest. <laughs> no shirt. Into it. I thought he was going to stand up and it was just going to be black. Like, it's just disgusting on those. Do you realize people, like, spit? They spray the water bottle. Their skates have the ice. The ice hits the mat. The mat melts it. Like, ugh. He's probably going to put out a tweet saying, you know what I have now? MRSA. Yeah. (laughs) And I think, wasn't he the one, like, when he in Seinfeld? And I'm not, like, a Seinfeldaholic, but where... He was like freaked out by Elaine because, like, he thought she had germs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> cool. So there was that game, and then we played the Ottawa Minor League Senators. And you know what? I, I kept, I kept seeing the goals and 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 everything else. And I and I literally first goal went in. I was like, I don't care. Second goal went in. I was like, I don't care. Usually, I go on Twitter. I do the whole little Kincaid little emoji kind of thing just to kind of. I just sat there. I go. I don't care. I don't care. Third one went in. I go. Whoop de do. Like literally, I watched the. I want to see us score goals, but literally, I just watched the TV with a blank stare. I'm like, okay. I watched the first period and then I watched Jeopardy. Have you seen Jeopardy? What they're doing? No. They're doing an all-star tournament where they take the six biggest winners on the show. Okay. And those are the captains. So like Ken Jennings and Julia and that fucking weirdo austin that was on jeopardy oh this so totally sounds like you watched like soap operas i watched i i dvr <laughs> jeopardy every day i love jeopardy do you feel smarter i could i could be on jeopardy okay children's but i know <laughs> i could be on jeopardy but they have the six winningest people and they're all captains they get to pick two other people from champions past kind of thing right okay and what happens is they're going to play a tournament a team tournament so all three of them have to participate in a game meaning one plays regular jeopardy one plays double jeopardy one plays final jeopardy okay smart you're and, you're livening up a, a game and it's show. a two-day tournament where whoever makes the most money that those that team moves forward and then the next team moves forward and it's okay and for a so, million dollars nice good but oh, to, I like Ken Jennings. I want or Julia. Everyone else has got a fucking showboat, like they're the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> See, we'll be at odds at that one. See, with, with the Devils game with the Senators, it was one of those. It, I I I personally, as a fan, mind you, was soured 
when initially I heard, oh, Marcus Johansson's being held out for precautionary reasons. And I sit there and I go, fuck, no. Not Ben Lovejoy? You weren't you weren't I, upset about Ben Lovejoy? I didn't give a shit about Ben Lovejoy, <clears throat> to be honest. Reverend Lovejoy? Whatever. Um, look, I see, and I'll say this every podcast until either he's gone or he stays. He is part of our future. There is nobody within the organization. There is no other unrestricted free agent, aside from him, that you can sign to bring that back. You take him out, you now have a hole. Who do you fill that hole with? I don't trust anybody in the minors because but, nobody, has, right, nobody stays. There's a couple of things. Maybe we we don't know yes. the inner knowings. Yes. Maybe they have approached him and said, like, look, we're looking at yeah. a two-year deal, $4 million a year here, and he wants something. And you can't blame mojo for that i mean he's got to think he's, about his career and yes. his future and whatnot and especially for a guy that's he's injured he, injury prone and he's also in a spot right now where this is his big contract right this is his big this get, is his big it. chance so and you have to look at it from the devils as much as they like him and he's you know he's a good guy and the same thing kind of goes with kincaid you know and Lovejoy or they're good locker room guys yes. and statford's apparently a good locker room guy this is a business and, you know, you can't sit and rest on the past or people's personalities and expect to win because that's what the Devils did. That's why we always, oh, let's bring Jason Arnett back. Let's bring Scotty Sullivan back. Let's Stevie Sullivan back. Like, let's bring these guys back. And then they suck and it just puts us in a hole. And that's the same. Like, as much as I like Mojo, if we can, I don't think we can, but if we can get a first round pick, even if it's a 28, 29th pick. That's now two picks that you have to work with. Right. Literally. And that maybe we move up or move down. Right now, the Devils have an 11% chance of winning the draft lottery. What was it last year? 6.9% or like 7%? It was like small. It was like a 6 or 7% chance of getting the number one pick going up from like, it was like. Well, yeah, because we were, we were in the playoffs. The year before, we had a higher when we got Nico. Mm-hmm. But. Ottawa has an 18% chance. I, I totally forget that Nico's was two years ago. Yeah. Holy shit. So, I mean, if we can get a first-round pick and that now boosts our chances, I think Ottawa's going to be even higher now for the first because they just got another first-round pick. Yeah, a conditional kind of, um, based on conditions. Well, no, I stuff. think they get a first-round pick this year if Columbus... It, Resigns. Um, no, well, no, they'll get... A, we'll talk about it later, but mm-hmm. they definitely get a 2019 pick. Okay. But, so I mean, it, it, it sucks. I'd like to keep him, but you have to think of business-wise. And then the other aspect of it, and I'm sure this number is very low, outside of the, the Vadim Verbata that we talked about last week, what unrestricted free agent do you trade? They go through whatever there there is... And they come back to the team that traded you. Like, what's yeah. what's the chances of Marcus Johansson coming back to the Devils saying, "Okay, let's go, get, let's let's get that two to three year deal"? What's that? What's the chance? And yeah, it's it's slim. But you were also talking about like, well, who replaces him? Maybe Hall is closer than we think. Whatever the fuck is wrong with him, but maybe Hall is closer than we think. So right now, our first line, well, well you could just put Hall in there, and it's Nico Hall I was, and Brad again. I'm talking about 1920. Well, again, free agency, and we're going to talk about it. What? Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe we. I mean, Elliot Friedman on Thirty One Thoughts seems to think that we're the team that's going to put an offer sheet out. And and we've had, and 
we can go into it now. We had that we had that conversation. So going into some of the news too, um, talks out of Boston, Boston, of their their prized defenseman, um, Charlie being, McAvoy, being um, you know a restricted free agent, and we talked about it. And also about like you were thinking that that Friedman was suggesting perhaps a Mitch Marner would be an offer sheet the Devils would make. So what would happen if the Devils said, you know what, fuck it, we're going all. Hey Taylor, we're going all in, and I'm going to show you offer sheet to Marner, offer sheet to McAvoy. Again, I, I think I said it too. Yeah. I don't think we'd be allowed by the league to do two offer sheets because of the requirements that you need to have to even offer, to tender an offer sheet. And you were saying, depending on the money, if it's higher than six, if you have to four, four first-rounders. Yeah. And you can say that Mitch Marner and McAvoy could be, at minimum, six apiece. M- McAvoy, I think you'd be able to get, if you traded for him. Yes, and, and that's kind of You'd be able to get... You, you, you would waste your first-rounders your first on a Marner uh, uh, sheet... You go and you trade. Who would you trade to Boston to get that? To you're, get that kind of player, you're you're probably going to trade one of those defensive prospects, Walsh, or uh, which which you know what? And this is now me going back into the business, the fan side of it. Fine, because you know what? You're going essentially. You're going prospect for prospect, and yeah, I don't but, mind but that. McAvoy is not, not, not a prospect. A prospect. But, he's, he's a blue chip. He's but, a, a player. He's he's in that three year framework, so it's still you know you you you're because you, you don't know what's going to happen. He can get traded, and all of a sudden his, his psychoanalysis in his head. Is, oh man, I well, he doesn't want to be there though. There's got to be something going on in Boston that these young defensemen just don't want to be there. It, well, you talk about that the guy in Edmonton too. He just wants out. <laughs> we'll talk about jo- uh, Josh Hosang out of the Islanders. <laughs> he oh, can't. that I can understand. <laughs> Hosang, I can understand. I, I left. He goes, listen, if the I can think of just imagining him sitting in front of a microphone and going, <clears throat> well, if the Islanders can become a Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup contender and win a cup because they traded me for something that makes them better, I'm all for it. I'm like, the fuck are you talking? You want out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I could see him being traded to Edmonton for Pilly P- Arvey. One for one? Yeah. Another one for one? Maybe. Yeah, I could absolutely <clears throat> see that. Pooley Arvey's hurt for the season. He's done. So it makes can, no can, sense. Can you trade a, yes. a, a guy on? Okay. Yeah, because Buffalo traded for Evander Kane, and he never played really that much for them and because he was hurt. Okay. Uh, let's see. What other news? Are we? Let's go with the the trade stuff, and then we'll talk about the other stuff. So okay. Last oh. week, Talbot. Cam Talbot got traded from Edmonton to Philly for Anthony Stolarz. He's a Jersey kid, Anthony Stolarz. And um, and and as a as a unfortunate incident of that trade, um, the the ever moving Mike McKenna yeah. gets fucking waived again. That sucks. Where's where the hell is Philly's minor league team? Is it Philly? Is it in Philly? Mm-hmm. So at least maybe he gets to stick around the area a little bit longer. But come on. The, and the Flyers will will break an NHL record if Cam Talbot plays a game for most goalies used in a season. In a season, <laughs> I was gonna say in a week. <laughs> the yep. way they go, but you know, good for Philly. Good for now. Now they perhaps they have a goalie. Who knows? 
<clears throat> now we can get you know revved up to play the Rangers. Yep, four times a year. So the other trade that happened today, we're the first to kind of talk about it. Podcast. Uh, it. Well, we are definitely one of the first podcasts to talk about it because it happened at what, like three o'clock? No, it was like noonish. Noon, but still, how many podcasts are I don't recording know. Did, today? Did spit and chicklets talk? No, no. They only okay. they they record on Sundays and and Wednesdays. Well, there you go. So if you did not see. And we're breaking it to you. Yeah, there you go. Um, the dam finally broke. Yep. <clears throat> the Columbus Blue Jackets have traded for Matthew Deshane and Julius Bergman. The Ottawa Senators for this receive Jonathan Davidson and Vitaly Abramov. Apparently the Davidson one is of the higher choice than the other one, per, per se. There, but one's, a, I, I believe, what uh, what's his name said, EJ Raddick said on the NHL network before I left, he said that uh, Davidson's like a sixth-round pick and the other guy, the Abramov, is like a third-round pick. And they're they're both going to be bottom six forwards. They also get a first-round pick this year that's lottery-protected in case Columbus doesn't make the playoffs. And if they re-sign Matt Duchesne, they get a 2020 first round pick as well. I don't, I, I don't I don't know I, who wins this trade? Columbus. Straight straight up Columbus because Ottawa on the surface didn't get anything. Columbus is all in. You're not I don't think Panarin and Bobrovsky oh, no. are getting traded. They're their GM and I cannot say his name for the life of me. Columbus's GM said, "We're I'm I'm all in." Yep. And I'm not trading Panarin for draft picks. I think I just saw it on my uh, my hockey feed now. Columbus will not move Panarin for draft picks. So, so you got... Unless that means he wants a hockey trade. And who can you trade Arteri Panarin to, uh, Panarin to for a hockey trade? you're going to... Re- like you said with Mojo, where you're going to replace him. There aren't many players that could replace him to begin with. Right. So uh, I don't know where you're looking... Where you're gonna go? All right, we're gonna trade him to. Okay, let's. All right, the Islanders. Well, unless I, you're sending back Matthew Barzell, Barzell yeah. I, I I don't care. But call up, call up Shira. Go, hey. What do you want, Taylor Hall? You want one for one? What, they're both. They're both. They're both on expirings. What do you want? No, I'll keep Taylor Hall. I, I know. I'd keep Taylor Hall. I know. Just because. He he's experienced Your, this, yes, and he he knows the area now. And mm-hmm. if he wants to stay, he stays. And if he doesn't, well, then your gut does he stay? Yeah. Well, you know what I think is going to happen. I think at the end of this season, if he plays another game this season, which they're saying he might, I don't know why. It's but, it's one of those things like where Patrick Eliash, like the year that he retired, like he wanted to play that one last game. Yeah, and they like squeezed him out there, and it was like, come on. That was Zaka, Zaka's first game too. Yeah, and it was like, and now this is one of those. It's one of those things. I just want to get back on the ice. Yeah, I know that feeling. Um, but they're all in right now. Now, if you tell me, you ask me what my gut feeling is about Hall. I think that at the end of the season, Shiro goes to Hall and goes, "Look, we have you for next year." You're you're already signed, you know. Mm-hmm. Here's the extension, and here is our plan. 
we're going to trade for we're going to try to trade you know which for it, this guy yeah. and we are going to put an offer sheet in for Mitch Marner which trying to soak in all the rumorish stuff devils wise from from podcasts even from from the game last night uh, against Ottawa when you had um Salvador and Danico and and Cangelosi doing uh, post game stuff hearing Salvador and and Danico like talk about it Obviously, they don't probably really know the inner workings of what Shira wants to do, but I'm sure they're hearing buzz. Makes it sound like, yeah, like Shiro is like basically he closed the doors. He put the bar down. He's going, let's start making some fucking shit right now because we're going all in next year. Like, yeah, but he also wants to be smart. He, he said that our rebuild was going to take. What did he say? Like five years. Yeah. We're, we're this is next year's five right right and look at what he's done you know i mean he's he got us our i mean he got us our superstar yep he got us our superstar in the making yeah in a first round pick he's, he's got, got a guy he's got a guy that's turning into a superstar or in palmary okay he's got young he drafted he's drafted a hell of a lot better than Lou has drafted in the last couple of years with Brat and Zaka and How many not. seasons does it really take to clear out an organization and bring in your own players? If you if you really look at the guy and goes, "No, you're a Lou guy and you suck." I mean, if you look at it, it's got to be 5-6 years because if you look at our team, Green, Severson, Zajac, are pretty much Corey are pretty much the only and Kincaid are the only Lou guys Lou guys on that roster right now. I'm probably missing somebody, mm-hmm. but but I, the the list isn't long. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's, so okay, so look, getting to that excitement point of it, I, I'm eager to find out. But again, my fandom comes in, and I know you said it's a business, but I want Mojo in that. Now let's just say we trade him, and there's a there's a gentleman's handshake behind the scenes going, "Hey, you go." If you like it there and you sign, fine. But this is what you get, Jan, uh, July one, from us right now. And I'll tell you that you know. Well, then I make that when I make that trade for Mojo, I turn around and say I definitely want. Let's just say a first round pick. Sure. I want a first round pick. If he resigns with you, I want a second round pick. So a conditional trade, yeah. Wait, in addition to that first. Yeah. Okay. Or you give me like. Where I think Mojo would fit the best is San Jose. Send them out to San Jose. Didn't they just dump a guy for for considerations? I think. No, they picked up Michael Haley Agoon. Wow. But if if we if we were to send them, I'd be like, look, I either want a first round pick and a prospect if he signs, or a first round pick, and I want a second round if he resigns with you. Knowing you have some kind of ammo, yeah. Right. I want something in return. Like, I want Kevin LeBlanc, which they're not going to give. This guy is going to be a 20-plus goal scorer this mm-hmm. year. But it's 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 all a GM and a head coach have to sell. That That's bottom yeah. line. They have to sell. But you know what? I believe in what Ray Shiro is doing. I really do. I'm probably in, in a somewhat of a minority. But he went out and got Hall, right? Got Nico. He traded a fan favorite in Henrique for a defenseman that we needed. At the time, we needed that, mm-hmm. right? And there's a potential of resigning him, too. So that's still like a longish term kind of thing, right? So that's that's there. His drafts have been 
what did he have like seven or eight picks the f- one of the first two years that he was there and he right. just he just brat Sini, um obviously nico so he's drafted well enough he it's a different draft than what we're used to right we used to just you, take the you the have best defensive player now we're looking at profile like you're yeah. every one of shiro's drafts has been the guy's either been a captain or an alternate on their teams and it's yeah. been almost ivy league ish teams would you trade ty smith for charlie mcavoy no because I- see I, I wouldn't either i would much rather trade those other guys and maybe that second round pick that we got for Boyle. for Boyle, yeah even that one Boyle, right that one must have just like he, fucking Nashville just been like, hey, Pioli is like, hey, Ray, what's going on? Boyle for two. Yeah, good. Because Boyle didn't sit. <laughs> I actually thought today, it, it, pop, it popped in my head, that they sat Lovejoy and uh, Mojo, right, for that game in Ottawa. Because for some stupid reason, maybe Duchesne was coming here. Maybe no. Stone was coming here, and they were just waiting for it. So that when Duchesne does go and goes to Columbus, boom, they're back practicing again. <laughs> it just seemed really odd to yeah. me. And that was all. But Duchesne did get traded from Ottawa to Columbus, and Columbus is playing Ottawa tonight. Yes, and last so year he when he got traded from Colorado to Ottawa, Colorado and Ottawa were playing that night. So he just has to take his bag and walk across the hall. Pretty cool. Uh, let's see. What were some of the other? Was there another trade that I'm missing here? Uh, Panthers sent a forward to the Sharks for considerations. We were talking about McAvoy. There's rumors about Rangers looking to deal uh, Hayes, Kreider, and Zuccarello. I don't think Kreider gets dealt. They were Hayes. talking about Kreider to, Tor- to Toronto-ish, but I don't, yeah. know, I don't know what they're going to give up. No. I could see Zuccarello going to, like, Pittsburgh. I could see Hayes going to. I would have said Boston, but Charlie Coyle got traded there. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see Hayes going to a team that needs a good second line center, which would be maybe Dallas right now. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. Jason Spez is old as shit. Hayes would be a good little fit in there. Um, I could see Stone going to Dallas with that second line. You would think the fact that that, that the big name got because who who do you say is higher on the list, Duchesne or Stone? Stone, really? Yeah, Duchesne. This is his third team. Wow. Like Stone just gets it done. This is his third team in a year. Mm. Uh, Haglin got traded to Washington. That's a good little speed. Yeah. I mean, for, Washington for, has a shitty penalty kill, so Haglund's Haglund help helps. That out. A friend of mine who's a Rangers fan is like, oh, the Washington Capitals fans are bitching because of Haglin. Like, it's just like an open-ended comment. And I'm like, yeah, because, you know, who needs, you know, a locker room veteran presence for another cup run? You yeah. know, whatever. <laughs> and they, they got a steal for Nick Jensen. Oh, trade for him for Detroit and boom, give him a four-year extension. Yeah, they well, they need that young right-handed defenseman. Uh, they don't have too much faith in what's his name? Matt Niskanen, because he's played like shit this year. So, I mean, last year they traded for Kempney, and that was the guy that kind of pushed them over the edge, and then he went and signed somewhere else. So now they get a Nick Jensen, where I'm sure they probably kicked the tires on uh, Green. What the hell was his name that used to play for them? Green. Mm-hmm. What's that was his first name? I forget. Whatever. 
But uh, Nick Jensen's a young guy, so good for him. Uh, do, 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 do. Let's see. What other news and notes? Josh Hosang says that the Islanders will be better if they trade him. And okay. he'll help them win the cup go. if they trade him. Go. If that's not a just please fucking trade me or just release me. Yeah. I don't know what well, is. Well, he's, he's got an attitude problem, and that's, that shit's not going to fly with Lou. Oh, my God. Lou, Lou has surp- no issue getting rid of fucking talented people if they're if they a don't locker buy into room. It, yeah. If they're a locker room cancer. Take it from us. Yep. Ask Darren Quint how his stint with the Devils went. Quint's stint? Yeah, Quint's stint got... <laughs> shit on because he got what's his name drunk as a rookie and he couldn't play in a game gomez wow uh let's see we'll keep with columbus because they seem to be in the news so panarin missed a game on wednesday night tuesday night yeah <laughs> and the media asked tortorella my god is he are you traded? holding him out because he's going to be traded and he goes do you want to know do you want to know what happened <laughs> he shit his pants he's throwing up Enough. And I was listening to Puck Soup on the way here, and they're like, so is that a lower body injury? Like, can we just say now every time we see a lower body injury that he's got the squirts? shit his pants? <laughs> That's like, do you, do you feel bad for Panarin? Because now this is not made- because he shit his oh. pants, but because his coach just basically called him out in, in the North American media. <laughs> For shitting his pants. <laughs> this is a guy you're trying to sign, <laughs> and you just fucking blew up his spot. <laughs> well, wait, listen, he goes from one extreme to another. He basically calls Anthony Duclair just a piece of shit. He's just a crappy a player. Like a, no, he calls him a dumbass. Like he's. They asked, if you don't know the story, Anthony Duclair, one of like the ten black players <laughs> in our league, turns around and asks him, like, you know, do you think Anthony, the media asks Tortorella, which because this is the kind of question you t- if I had to follow <laughs> Tortorella, I would totally like, do you think Anthony Duclair has a learning disability? <laughs> you know how the flood doors open with the Duchesne trade? This is the flood doors for Tortorella's mouth. And he's like, I don't know what happened. You know, we're, we, we have to teach him things. And he thinks that because he has the skill and he can skate and he can shoot and he can pass and all of that that it gives him a pass to not know how to play the game. Like, who do you feel bet worse for? Do you feel worse for Duclair get basically getting called a fucking moron by his coach? <laughs> or do you feel bad for Panarin for basically your coach going, he shit his pants? It's fucking funny as hell that he said he shit his pants, but I feel worse for Panarin because now it's like, well, what are you doing? I, I have bowel movement and you make fun of me? If I lined up against Panarin in a game, I would just, I'd like, like, like glide a little back and like smell. I'd go like, dude, shit yourself. And he probably wouldn't understand it because he's fucking Russian. He'd probably think, yes, I shit good. <laughs> My shit good. My but shit declare, good. Declare, I would just, I would follow him around the ice and be like, your coach thinks you're stupid. Your coach thinks, like, I'd use, obviously, I'd use, like, the R word. I'd be like, your coach thinks you're a retard. And I'd be like, hi, Anthony. Like, I would do all of that shit, like, just to get under his skin. Because you know he's going to snap. But 
Are, but are you looking to make him snap to make him realize what he needs to do as a hockey oh, player? No. If I was playing against him, I'd want him oh, to snap. Oh, playing and, ag- against him? Yeah, oh, I'd yeah. want him to fucking snap and, like, <laughs> rip me apart. Do like, a, try to kill me. Do a Malkin on top of your head. Yeah. Swing. Let's see. What other news do we have? Oh, Would you have ever called out one of your players if they had a, a, a sour stomach? Well... <laughs> Or is that some kind of is that some kind of HIPAA violation? And, and I hope this kid's listening. Okay, <laughs> so when I was coaching, I had a freshman who missed a game because he had a cold sore on his mouth. Oh, hey. I had a game. I had go. a kid who missed a game because his mom didn't wash his cup, and he brought his cup home every day. We had practice every day, and he would bring his cup home, wash it, and bring it back, and he forgot to bring it back. And his mom told him he couldn't go on the ice without the cup for practice. Like, I used to have a, a list of excuses that kids would use <laughs> for saying, like, why they couldn't practice or why couldn't. And, like, it, it was hanging on the wall. Wow. So that, like, kids that graduated would come back and, like, come into the office and be like, hey, how's everything going? And they'd look and be like, what's that? And why does it have my name next to it? Oh, you couldn't come to the game because you had to watch your 15-year-old sister or one kid missed a game because his girlfriend's mother was throwing this huge Christmas party and he had to be there. Wow. So so you think about it on one hand, right? The 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 mighty Irish of Notre Dame before walking out of their locker room have a big sign on the wall that everybody like slaps. Today. Yes. And then there's Coach Dave's list on the wall of shit and chiclets. (laughs) But there was, I mean, I I know what Tortorella's saying. There are people, and I've said it, to give you an example of what Tortorella's talking about is Miles Wood. Mm -hmm. Where he's gotten gotten this far in the NHL because he is light speed faster. Skill and talent. No, he's not even that skilled. He's light speed faster. Okay. Than pretty much everybody in the league, other than McDavid, okay. And what he does is he chips it off the boards and chases the puck. Chips it off the boards and chases the puck. Chips it off the puck, and then once he catches up to it, he just throws it at the net. And sometimes it goes in, and sometimes it doesn't. But if you watch him, sometimes you're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like he has no idea what's going on. What? Here's my. If you're listening to this and you're a Devil fan, <laughs> tomorrow one o'clock against the Rangers. Every Miles Wood shift, watch him in the defensive zone. He is fucking clueless. He has no idea. He's looking around like he's. I, I think I've seen him once or twice. Like look to the bench. Like where should I be? Like he, and that's what Tortorella is talking about. He's talking about sometimes your talent is not enough mm-hmm. to be a superstar in this league. You have to have it all. You can have all the tools. I have a toolbox that's amazing. I don't know how to use half of them. Or I don't know. I don't have a toolbox to put it in. You know, like you've got players that have all of these tools. They're fast. They can shoot. But they don't know when or where or how to use them. And and that's what he's saying about Declare. And that's what I've said about Miles Wood. I mean, I like the guy. I think he's a good player. I just think that he you, thinks you, he's a superstar. When he's not. When he's a, a, you, a third liner. You just look at him and you go, when is that light bulb going to go on for you? When? And some people don't have it. Some people, some people are just fucking stupid. And every business has it. Every person that works somewhere, you can go, 
How the fuck did this guy get his job? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Tampa Bay, I don't know if you've seen their third jersey. Uh, if you watched it in a game, you're not going to see it because it's all black. <laughs> it's all black with isn't, the numbers in gray. Isn't, isn't that what they did for the stupid all-star jersey? It's, yeah, it's essentially like the all-star jersey, except the all-star jersey, the number was white on a black jersey so you could see it the name was white so you can see it this the number is gray on a with, black jersey on a black jersey and not like a light gray like like a dark gray dark you know? gray and it's got a tiny little white kind of piping underneath it but it's ridiculous you can't see it looks like some it'd be cool in a video game but not in re- the real world it just this uh, this news, Matt Duchesne will be debuting on the line between our Terry Panarin and Cam Atkinson. That's a good one. It's good. You, you could probably get a, an assist or two on that one. <clears throat> um, the other thing is, and I wrote this on Friday, so this is before Don Cherry's fucking <clears throat> rant. The can I personally agree a little bit with Don Cherry. The, okay, so this, you're not so you're not fully in Don Cherry's camp. No, you're just okay. Go ahead. It's stupid. Okay, it's stupid. The baseball, the duck, duck, goose. And I wrote here and this again, I wrote this on Friday. I didn't write this on Saturday. I wrote this before Don Cherry went off on his fucking epic rant now with a bunch of jerks. Um, I'm not a grumpy old man, but I'd be embarrassed if I were on that team. Like you look at a guy like Justin Williams, who's a veteran, a veteran who's won the con Smythe. And then I found out like he's the guy that put this forward. And I go, all right, maybe maybe it's it's a chuckle and stuff, like, oh yeah. Like some of them, like do you they go out on the ice beforehand and be like, All right, today we're doing the what the superhero where I punch the ice and everybody falls down. Like somebody in that locker room somebody in that locker room has to go, This is so fucking stupid. This is so stupid. Well, let me counteract that. Where's Carolina right now? Yeah, they're fighting for it. Good for them. <laughs> but now they have a, a rally cry. They have their their focus where they could turn around and be like, everybody thinks we're a bunch, a bunch of, of fucking jerks. jerks so and they're selling prove- those T-shirts. Yeah. I want to buy one. I'm, yeah, they I'm, sold 2,000 of them the first day. I'm I'm in that camp that I think it's okay. I'm I'm in the camp that Eddie Locks puts it. People complaining about Carolina celebrations are the same people that have been complaining about their attendance for years, and that they finally have a product. They're involving fans and they're having fun but with them. Like well, Don Cherry said, you ask? they're still not getting people in those games. And I, what I see, here's where I see it. I don't want young kids to see this, and I'm talking like squirt which is 10 years old, you know, peewee, midget, like older kids, like go up to their coach and be like, can we do like the Carolina thing after a game and win? Because what's going to happen is those, it's not the NHL where the losing team just walks off the ice and, you know, that are the, you know, that's it. I can see like a youth team doing a celebration like this and the other, somebody on the other team snapping and just fucking skating back on the ice and, and just checking their ass. And just, yeah. Just like, how about this for football reference? I believe it was Terrell Owens mm-hmm. when he ran out to... As a member of the 49ers, scored a touchdown, down, ran to the, uh, the Dallas Star in, at midfield. And might spike the ball there. 
Like, and 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 they had a nice little cowboy guy go, uh, 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 yeah, and, and what, just fucking speared him out of right, the way. And a, and a melee ensued. Yeah. Like, something that's, that you're afraid of, something like that happening. And then you know what's going to happen if that happens in hockey? That's what's going to be on the news on ABC and NBC. It's not going to be the fact that everyone's having a good time and they're doing bowling. Look, they're all falling down. It's going to be, there's a fucking brawl. Look at hockey again, the most violent sport. Don't they know anything about concussions? What kind of message is this sending to our children? Like, mm. there, There's a fine line in celebrating and showboating. Okay. Now, if they if Carolina did this for like the first like month or or just for a month while they're on a winning streak and then simply stopped it and went back to hockey, would you be all right with it? Or at least did it like for maybe the first month, two months of the season when they were just absolutely sucking. But they could they couldn't do that because then people would call them out, be like, "Oh, where's your fucking stupid celebration now?" Like, it, it, you know, you have to be all in on something. Like, I had no problem with our team celebrating after we won in the locker room. And and you know it because every time you hear the song, you fucking. <laughs> have... so, what song is that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I love it. But my first year, it was One Direction. So and I remember kids asking me like, "What? Why did you pick this song? Like of all the songs that you could pick for a celebration, you're like, oh, an ACDC song or Metallica song? No, One Direction. And they and I remember a kid coming up to me and like, "Why'd you pick that song?" And I said, because you're going to hear this song everywhere you go. It's like, you're going to be at a wedding 10 years from now, 15 years from now. And you're going to hear, you don't know you're beautiful. Right? I was like, and what's the first thing that's going to pop into your head when you hear that song? You're a winner. You're winning a hockey game, your high school memories. And I said, that's why I do it. And then the year before that, when I wasn't the head coach, it was girls just want to have fun. (laughs) Cindy Lauper. Then it was Party in the USA. Miley Cyrus, yes. We, we didn't win many games that year, so we didn't hear that song too much. Mm. And then... Pity. <laughs> the year that we won our division championship, it was the I Don't Care. I, Iconopop, yeah. Yeah. But that's how you... like. And the kids got up... The first time, they, the first game we won, they were kind of like bobbing their head. By the end of the season, they were all dancing in front of the locker room. And, and that's the way it should be. In your locker room, mm-hmm. don't do it on the ice. And I don't want to sound like Don no. Cherry. Like, no, but you, you, in a sense, you really don't want to show up the other team. Just, I don't want locker like locker room fodder. Meaning, like the next time we play that team, they're going to turn around and go, "Remember the time we fucking played them?" And they they act like Superman on the ice, and and then it turns into a dirty chippy game, right. and people are getting hurt. Yeah, so like payback's a bitch. Instead, they had to walk by our locker room and hear fucking I party in the yeah, USA. Yeah, there you go. That's that. That's a that's a you know, a, <clears throat> you know, a sad moment in itself. Uh, Connor McDavid suspended two games, Mi- getting gypped out of one hundred thirty-two thousand dollars. Oh, that's great. That's fucking pocket change. He spends that on shoes. Meanwhile, <laughs> well, you and I, middle class Joe Blow, I know. <laughs> won't even be sniffing that anytime soon. Uh, well, you also have a comment about McDavid. <laughs> Yeah, he's not really that good in the defensive zone. He knows where to be, and he's watching the play. Do you, do you still con- do you still consider him young enough? Yes, to learn to to be oh, yeah, a learning yeah. experience yeah. kind of stuff. So absolutely, but he's not. He doesn't pick up his man. He thinks that he can read the play so well that he'll be able to pick off the pass before it gets to his man, and it doesn't work. 
you know, he, he, he can't. Sometimes the play doesn't happen the way he thinks, and he loses. And Edmonton's defense is a lot like ours in the sense that they can't make a breakout pass. They just wrap it around the boards, and they're out of position. Right. And when you're best – I mean, it's it's like having the best TV in the world and no cable in your house. Like, you have the best player, but you hey. can't get him out of the fucking zone. Huh. I look at your TV. <laughs> and the only thing that's hooked up to it is a Genesis. All right, so are we going to talk about the top 10 at yeah. the deadline? We can talk about that. Uh, the Hockey Writers uh, posted an article about uh, their preferred ten top 10 must-watch list, uh, one being Artem, Artemi Panarin. He's not going anywhere. So uh, After after Deshane, no. Uh, Deshane, Matt, we Deshane. know, got traded to, to Columbus. Columbus so. Mark Stone sitting and waiting. He's going to go to Dallas. Or right. Boston, or uh, Winnipeg. You know what? Like yesterday or the day before, like all you, all I heard was like Winnipeg, 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 and then poof, nothing. Yep. Alex Chieson. I could see him going to Winnipeg if they don't if they miss out. I could see him going to Calgary because Calgary needs a little uh, muscle. Mm-hmm. But, Wayne Wayne Simmons. Is a name that you heard at the beginning of the year when when Philly sucked, and now that they're doing yeah, do better, you trade him? <clears throat> I don't know. If, I, if he goes somewhere, and I don't know how Tampa would fit him, Tampa would be one of those things I would look at. Toronto, and maybe Montreal if they could sign him. Brandon Manning with the Edmonton Oilers again. He's going nowhere. Adam McQuaid, I think, really recently just got traded, right? He's going to Toronto. Uh, Gustav Nyquist from the Red Wings. I think they're asking too much for him, and he ends up staying. But if he goes somewhere, he's going to go like San Jose. Again, it's wherever Mojo doesn't go. It's it's weird how the dominoes need to fall in yeah. order to get get that other player. Like you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting until like, that one guy goes because the price is a little bit too high. But this guy will go for a little bit less, and that's what I want. Like if you're looking at this list right now. If you had to redo it, Mark Stone's number one because Panarin's not going anywhere. Um, Simmons is two. Mojo's probably three. Yeah, and I was wondering why Marcus Johan and maybe the article was, or whatever was written prior to his hot streak, but still. And then Hayes, Zuccarello. Mm-hmm. Zuccarello, like I said, I think he's going to Pittsburgh. I could see Hayes going to Dallas. But, yep. Devil's just sitting there going, hey, hi, guys. Sometimes you got to be patient. Kincaid on the block. Rumors are going out. And then it, then, then it kind of finally sits in and goes, well, he's kind of like, he's sad now. Like, he's like, he's like emo Kincaid now. And you have to wonder, like, how emotional is he with this kind of, like, stuff? I think like, he knows his days are numbered in New oh, Jersey yeah. to begin with. So, so, and you know what? As a fan, I go, so what? You're going to give up? Because that's how you're playing. You're giving up. You well, know? maybe he feels better <clears throat> after... Uh, Maybe he'll feel better after the trade deadline's over. Well, like I said the other day, right? Like the white flag was being raised because there were rumors about Lovejoy and, and uh, Mojo going. And all of a sudden, boom, you have a, you have a performance like they had last night against yeah, Ottawa. I guess it's Ottawa, but still. One of the only two teams that are worse than us. But still. You have, you have a game like that where it shows on ice that you're, you, you get it for that game. 
you wave the white flag and all the pressure's off. Now, with the deadline coming up, what makes a good deadline deal? Um, Is it something that helps you win the cup, but won't it'll hurt you in the long run? Or is it something that's going to help you in the long run, but might not work quickly? I'll go back to what Danico said last night after the, uh, after the game, depending on who you get in that locker room. You can get a guy like a Panarin or a Duchesne, right? And all of a sudden shit the bed because it's a cancerous kind of personality. Yeah. Or like the Devils kind of did where they've got cogs. Obviously, they didn't get big names, but like they went out and got a personality that fit that locker room, fit right in. And, in pushed the old them, days. And, pu- and pushed them over the edge. Right, in the old days, the Lou Lamarillo days. But I'll take I'll take that kind of... The long term. I'll take... Yeah. I'll take a, a mojo on that long term kind of thing. Not a Duchesne on the short term. Well, like Columbus is doing. So Columbus right now thinks a good deadline deal is we're in win now. Even though I don't think they're a win now team because they've never won a fucking playoff series. But... They're thinking we're in a win now mode. We're not trading anybody else. We've got the the core that we're going to use, and we're either all in and winning, or at the end of this season, you're losing three. Top you're players. losing <laughs> your three top players. So if you were playing for the Devils right now, as shitty as they are, mm-hmm. where would you want to be traded? Now think of it as a long term thing, mm-hmm. and for the prize, meaning the cup, a chance to play for the cup. Toronto or Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, Columbus, if if I had an idea that, okay, you just stacked up right now and Duchesne's like, yeah, I can stay here. And Panarin's like, okay, you changed my mind. Yeah, no. See, like if I was a, a player, like if I was Mojo mm-hmm. and they let me pick, I wouldn't go to Toronto. Well, I, obviously I would go to Toronto. But if I had a choice of where I would go, I wouldn't go to Toronto just because of the pressure. And I know that sounds like a pussy out, but like you traded for me to be that guy that's going to get over the edge. If I go three games without a goal, are you going to be fucking? Yeah, you're going to roll over you and it's over. Yeah. On the other side, I'd go to Calgary because I think Calgary has a good shot. Uh, and the other one is I would go to San Jose. I think San Jose is I think, I, I, the sleeper we've, this year. We've talked about it too, that, that San Jose is almost kind of like that mid like it, it's like win now in the next three to five. No, they're in the win. They're in win. Win yesterday. This, yeah, yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and that's it. Because they don't have any. Thor, after Thornton's gone, Pavelski, uh, Lakator, whatever his name is, those guys aren't young anymore. Brett Burns, there's a, some gray growing in that beard. Mm-hmm. And think something else too. <clears throat> anyway, oh yeah. No, I. You know what, Winnipeg. Yeah, Winnipeg, Toronto because it's one of those. It's it's almost like we were talking at the beginning of the show where it's like like a LeBron, or like hey, it's the LeBron's Lakers kind of thing. He he's gonna bring everybody in. You're gonna have a superstar team, so you're just jumping on the bandwagon, sitting on the coattails just to get a get a ring. Right. Okay. I mean it. I and I will still say this. The Stanley Cup championship, raising that cup, is probably the most prestigious championship you can win. There's no other pomp pomp and circumstance in any other. Look, the NFL makes it that way. You stand in there and you're kissing the con. That, that's fine, but I think it comes in second. To just w- look at Alexander Ovechkin last year 
as soon as his hands hit that cup, yep. you sit there and you go, I'm a fat F sitting on this couch. I want to get in shape and I want to do that. Yeah, to see how happy he was. Not not that his liver, but I'm just saying yeah. that excitement. Well, we're forty years old. I don't think I, that's I've, happening. Hey, whatever. We can be a fourth line goon. No, not at forty anymore. <laughs> no, no. We we can be that healthy scratch that just gets the ring just because. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> Who was I? Li- oh, I was listening to. I think it was it was Spitting Chicklets, mm-hmm. and they had Reed Simpson on. Reed Simpson used to play for the Devils probably before you were a season ticket holder. And he was there when they were won the cup in 2000, but he didn't play. Right. Him and Kevin Dean, like these guys that were scratched. He's like, I think I played in 12 games the whole year. He goes, but I felt like I was at fantasy camp. He's <laughs> like, I'm having breakfast with the Devils. I'm having a morning skate with the Devils. I'm. He goes, and I knew I wasn't going to play. I just go and practice. I get to watch them. I get on the bus. I get on the plane. I get to hang out. I get to go out to dinner with these guys. And he still gets a ring, right? And he gets a yeah. little piece of the pie, right? Uh, he gets a ring, but he might not have his name on the cup. You have, there's like certain requirements that you have to play okay. X amount of games during the regular season. Look, if if you're Reed Simpson, right? Reed Simpson, right? Yep. See how much? See how quickly I forgot. You get a ring. Okay, you have your memories that you're on a cup. Does it really matter? Knowing you played 12 games no. or whatever, does it really matter to you no. that your name's not on that cup? There, there's there got to be hundreds of Name, mis- Montreal Canadian guys <laughs> that were on those fucking runs that you know, were fourth liners behind Guy Lafleur and Yvon Cournier and, and Jacques Lemaire. But you have that piece of jewelry that... I met a guy. I went to a hockey tournament in Montreal. And I remember we were we went out to eat or something, fast food in between games. And my brother called me and was like, "You got to come down here. There's a fucking Montreal Canadian. He's showing his Stanley Cup rings." I was like, "Oh, who is it? Is it like Guy Carboneau? Is it fucking Bob Gainey or something like that?" He's like, "Yeah, I don't know who it is. It's a Savard guy." I'm like, "Oh fuck, is it Serge Savard? Like you know, Denny Savard?" So I get there and it, it's like Andre Savard the twelfth. Like I was like. Who the fuck is this guy? He had his hockey cards. I'm like looking at his hockey card. He's like, you want my autograph? I'm like, no, I'm good. But he had had three fucking Stanley Cup rings right in front of me. I'm like, all right. I'm the nobody. Yeah. I scored three goals in the last game. (laughs) I scored three touchdowns in a single high school game, baby. Yeah. (laughs) So our second segment is uh, what were the biggest trades at the deadline? Now, obviously, you know, Gretzky being traded and Mm -hmm. whatever. But those trades weren't at the deadline. I, I honestly, and I think I responded back to you, I say, I thought Kobe was a deadline deal. No. Kobe came in, uh, I want to say it was like January or February before the deadline. Like It could have been like a couple of days or weeks before, but I'm talking on the deadline. The you're, last... you're talking Monday at 259.59 right, right, deal. Right. Yeah. So last year we had, was it last year? Or the year before we had JT Miller and McDonough from the Rangers to Tampa Bay. That was a pretty big one. Uh, That's the kind of push. You were asking a question before of, of what kind of like trade do you want? That kind of trade. Yep, because they both had term on their contract. So it wasn't just a, you know, a Matt Duchesne, I'm, I'm, I'm renting you for the next mm-hmm. three months, and then that's it. Uh, Luongo to Florida from Vancouver. You could go the other way and say Luongo from Vancouver to Florida too. That was a pretty big one. Probably one of the worst trades ever was – Washington Capitals traded Philip Forsberg to Nashville for Martin Erat. Where's Martin Erat now? Exactly. Like Martin Erat was a good player for Nashville. He was a huge bust 
for fucking Washington. Speaking of busts, you turn in next week where we talk about post-trade deadline busts. Well, no, draft busts. Draft okay. Busts. We could still do trade busts, too. Yep. Um, Jeff Carter to the Kings. Helped them win the Stanley Cup from mm-hmm. Columbus. Uh, Bill Guerin, he was the captain of the Islanders. He got traded to the Penguins. And that, led- that Bill Guerin trade like, just reeks of like Lula Amarillo acquisition. Who did we trade? Who did the New Jersey Devils trade Bill Guerin for? to Edmonton no idea I'll give you a hint he's on the next segment list McGilney no Jason Arnott okay one for one straight up okay wasn't a deadline trade though um you know why I remember that why because know what I got that summer what Bill Garen jersey <laughs> you're you're one of three yep four <laughs> Uh, and Mark Rick, Mark Recky got traded to the Canes from Montreal and went on to win the Cup. Now, the Devils have made some big deadline deals that ended up, some of them ended up helping us win the Cup. Some of them helped kind of solidify us for a while. Um, I'm going to kind of do this in backwards order I, from here. The one in the middle. I, how do you make that deal? Oh, yeah. So... In 1995, we traded. We the Devils traded for Shane, uh, Sean Chambers, and Danton Cole, who I mistakenly thought was Scott Stevens in the parking lot when I was in high school. And I said, "Scott," <laughs> he goes, "I'm not Scott Stevens. I'm Danton Cole." I was like, "Anyway, we traded Sean Chambers. We traded for Sean Chambers and Danton Cole, giving up Ben Hankinson, who is a super fucking agent now, and Alexander Cimac." And that year, we went on to win the Cup. Sean Chambers scored two humongous goals in Game 4 against Detroit. Okay. Then we traded for Jamie Langenbrunner and Joe Newmendike. This was 2002. So this was the year before we won the Cup in 2003. For Jason Arnott, Randy, Randy McKay, McKay, and a first-round pick who ended up being Daniel Paye, who is, I believe he's playing in Russia now. Um Newman Dyke went on to win the cup with us. Mm-hmm. Langenbrunner went on to be a very good, almost Kyle Palmieri like player. Okay, yeah, I'd say that. That's um, two thousand. This was two thousand three. We traded for Grant Marshall, a conditional draft round pick, which ended up being Christopher Hogg. Grant Marshall went on to help us win the cup that year, scoring an overtime goal against Tampa Bay. And, and and for those who aren't a Devil fan, who are just a fan of hockey and you have your hockey team, you go, well, who the hell is Grant Marshall? And the answer to that is he was a New Jersey Devil. Who won and, the Stanley Cup and now is part of their uh, yeah, alumni, alumni community so, service yeah. stuff. If if you don't understand the, the, the New Jersey Devil player when Lula Marillo was, was a captain here, it was one of those... You have a role, you play a role, you get a cup, you shut up, you play, that's your role. Yep. And and it's it's one of those things as to where I would say Zach Parisi was a New Jersey Devil player. He was a system guy. Um David Clarkson, system guy. But then Gomez, when you think you're too big for guy. your britches. You find out you're a system yep. guy. 
and that's what sometimes happens. it's better to be a cog in a wheel yes than be than go out on your own and yeah. go i'm the big shit now this trade like i just said i do not understand how the hell you do this one for one trade because it is so one-sided and ironically both of these guys do the same job now really oh that's right yeah he's they he's yeah bryce salvador for cam jansen for cam, a one fighter for, for a one. defenseman a, t- yep. a top pairing uh, defenseman. I can understand why why St. Louis had to get rid of Bryce Salvador at that time because they were they were getting all of these young defensemen coming up. I'm not sure if they still had Pronger, but they were getting all of these young defensemen and they needed to make room. And then they had Barrett Jackman, and he just won Rookie of the Year. Okay, so it was all right. So and it was a he, move for the future, kind right. of. Okay. So it was kind of like, we don't really need you around anymore because the minutes you're playing are going to be for a younger guy. And Cam Jansen, I mean, he was a Devils fan favorite, mm-hmm. but he wasn't fucking winning games for us. No, no, but he was winning fisticuffs. Which another player, another. I mean, that was one that didn't lead to a, us winning the cup or anything. But Bryce Salvador was a solid Defense. player for our team for yeah. a long time. So it was this one, Marek Zidlicki. I remember sitting in the crowd. And the guy behind me, this was before I sat with you, um, telling me that we got Marek Zidlicki for Curtis Foster. Who? Who? Exactly. Well, he was a really good player, and he broke his leg really, really bad. Okay. And he tried to come back, and he just wasn't. He didn't have it anymore. Nick Palmieri, no relation. Stefan Veyu. He had, I remember his name being like. Yeah, he was. Maybe he was, on that cusp of. Yeah, he was like a third or fourth liner. Nick Palmieri, too, was like a third or fourth liner. Like, he had a couple of goals here and there. But after they went to Minnesota, they never, Yeah, none of them ever really panned out. So, Marek Zidlicki was actually a good kind of uh, player for us. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like um, Vaughn and kind of, yep. kind of trade where it was, it was a hockey trade. And probably the biggest trade that the Devils made was Alexander Mogilny. We got him from Vancouver for Brandon Morrison uh, and, like, two other draft picks, and we went on to win that cup in 2000. I remember when I read that trade, I was in the Bahamas on spring break, and we were in a bar, and everyone else is drunk and dancing, and me and my roommate <laughs> were watching fucking Sports Center on the bar TV in the Bahamas. Nice. Yeah. It was, it was a good See, time. Those are memories, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Now, if you look back on it, right? I mean, obviously, the Atlanta Thrashers are no longer with the NHL anymore. Um, how in the hell did we get Ilya Kovalchuk? For nothing. For nothing. It was Nicholas Bergfor, Johnny Oduya, Patrice Cormier, who was supposed to be a super good uh, prospect. And I believe a first round pick, but that's when we were good, and our first round pick wasn't anything. Yeah, to, to how how did he swindle that? Because Atlanta knew that their days were numbered. Oh, so they just got whatever they could to to dump a superstar. Yep, I think they went. I think they went one more season there, probably, and then they became Winnipeg. I, I just—I mean, they had good players at that time because they didn't just sell him; they sold Hosa, mm-hmm. and then 
I don't know if Heatley. I think Heatley was already gone at that point. But like they had a they had I, a good team. I would take an Atlanta, Atlanta Thrasher jersey. I like that little yeah. that little duck with a stick. Stupid fucking colors. <laughs> Red and yellow and blue. <clears throat> Looks like a Ecuadorian flag. So if you think of Panarin would be a Kovalchuk trade of today, yes. like that kind of yeah. Sorry, so, so. And I think that very similar, player wise. Like I'd be very weary if I were a GM. And you could write this down and call me bullshit in a couple of years if I'm wrong. But I'd be very wary of signing him to a super long deal. And not the Russian factor. I just think he blo- he blossomed in a small environment and he's going to go to a bigger pond and sink. I just think he's played with super good players. You know, he's playing with Atkinson. Now he's playing with Atkinson and, and, and Duchesne. Duchesne. Before that, he was playing with Anisimov and Patrick Kane. Like, So it's almost, it, almost like a Marcus Johansson. He was playing with Ovechkin. Yeah, but Marcus Johansson wasn't putting up super, like, Panarin oh, okay. numbers. I just think Panarin, he's not the fastest. He's a good shooter. He is a good playmaker. But once he can't keep up with the game, is he going to be effective? Like Kovalchuk is now. Yeah, Only time will tell. We're, we're, we're always slighted by local trades and players that came through, and we're still snake-bitten by that Kovi thing. Just, just, you know, like... Again, he helped us out. If you think he about took, it... He he put us on his broken back and took us to the goddamn Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, but I mean, and even when he bolted, he helped. Yes, he I helped know. us out. Yes, because we we never have Taylor Hall now. We never would have had Nico because we wouldn't have been bad enough. bad enough to get the first round pick. And Corey, I'm glad you're winning, but you're totally fucking up our chances now. <laughs> and there's another question, right? He's heating up. He's saved 79 of the last 80 shots. Which means he's going to let in seven of the first six shots tomorrow. <laughs> seven of the first yeah. six shots? Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> That's how bad it's going to be? Yeah. They're just going to push it into the net. It's not even going to be a shot. Does he, is he improving a trade value at all? No. And, he, he's got an impossible contract to, change, to trade. So and nobody needs a goalie. Yeah, and, and that's especially a goalie that everybody was saying, yeah, Keith, fragile. Keith Kincaid's on, on the trade deadline or on the block. And nobody needs him. I'm like, no. so the first person to say, jokingly, hey, Ray, a seventh-round pick in 2027 for Keith Kincaid. Yes, sir. And can you <laughs> refill our cooler of soda? Yeah, sure, whatever. I don't care. A 24-pack of Poland Spring, whatever. <laughs> Just do what you got to do. So some wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> we had... Uh, the Elimination Chamber. I'd love to tell you I watched it, but I didn't. No, I, I, I just kept on living my life. That's okay. Um, Daniel Bryan wins. He beat... Kofi Kingston. Yeah, which, now which Kofi appa- is getting a fucking push, they're saying. Yeah, they, they squeezed him out of the New Day. Remember when he was Jamaican? Yeah. <laughs> what happened to his accent, man? I don't know. But, yeah. but, but I'm sure he still squeezes that gimmick out, but he just lost the accent. He lost the colors, everything. It... From what I heard, he did a lot of like innovative, high flying stuff, like he did at every other like those like three, but four year in a row with the elimination chamber. Yeah, Co- definitely smart to put him in there, but 
it reminded me of the X match in TNA where they had the rope, mm-hmm. X division thing, the yeah. X division thing with the, where AJ fucking did his Styles clash off of oh, yeah, off well, of, of the little swingy yeah. and boom. That's look. I don't care what you say about wrestling. That that choreographed move was freaking awesome. That and again, my favorite wrestling move ever, the Canadian Destroyer. Go look it up. P.D. Williams, the Canadian Destroyer. Sasha Banks and Bailey outlasted five other teams. Good for them. Good for them. That, you know what? Having a women's tag team match, having a women's tag team championship, smart, because there's a lot of there are a lot of females now. Females wrestlers need, now. Yeah. Well, sorry, there's a lot of wrestlers now, and they're going to need exposure mm-hmm. because there's only so much you can do, you know, with with without having a belt to have people fight for. There's only one women's title. Yeah, At least you, for the men, you have the Intercontinental, you have the U.S., yeah. you have the light heavyweight. And it's fine because they started, they, they're, they're starting to import stables, right? Like the Riot Squad, yep. uh, some others. So you at least you have, now you can, if you bring in three people, you get two for a taggy and one for a main title. They're but they're fine. just, they're just setting up Sasha Banks and Bailey for, for a breakup, rest, for a breakup at Again. WrestleMania. Just like the Miz and Shane. Uh, the Usos beat them, so the Usos are now the champions again. Ronda Rousey destroyed Ruby Riot as she should. And then the man came and beat the living snot out of him with a fucking cane. With a crutch. With a crutch. And then she beat Charlotte Flair up. If if you actually watch all that stuff, like Charlotte had like, like she cut her up. But then you look at the one shot that she had on Ronda where like it hit like the side of her head. Oh, she got stitches, they said. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, you, you kind of fucked up on that one, I think. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Because <laughs> if you want to go down as being the fucking man and being <laughs> oh, a badass, yeah. you got to break some skulls. Obvious, Just like Stone Cold did. Obvious, obvious answer here, would you? Uh, yeah, but I'm married, so. I'm married to my own Irish lass who's there you go. a redhead. So I and, she'd probably and, break a cane over my fucking head. There you go. I, I I think somebody even brought it up too that that Becky Lynch right now is so on top that she doesn't need a title. She doesn't. But she has to be in the main event. Yeah. She has to yeah. be in the main event, or you're has just, to be. She has to be in it, or has you're just be. fucking wasting her. The man. The man. The fuck. It's good that they went on went on China on her. You know, putting her in a men's rumble and. Doing some shit and Nia Jax. Yeah, it's stupid. I, I, but you know what? It'd be cool if you didn't have your own women's Royal Rumble an hour before that. So you're telling me you couldn't beat yeah, women. 29 other women, but you could beat you the could, shit out of a guy. But you're going to beat. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I get it, Nia Jax. You're a, a, a big girl, but. Sorry, you're not. You shouldn't. Other than Rey Mysterio and yeah. Lilo Rush and, and you, these you, little, you shouldn't be beating the crap out of out of uh, Randy Orton. No. Like <laughs> she should have tried to like pick Randy Orton up, and just you just saw Randy laughing. Yeah, Mike, like, like, what are you doing? Be a little real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Even the video game. I mean, you, if you're a fucking 125 pound wrestler, you can't, you can't pick it. up somebody yeah. that's. You go. Uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, the Hall of Fame inductees, the first one being DX. You know what? I, deserved. I, I, deserved. 
I mean, I, I mean, and they're they're pulling in everybody. You know what I didn't realize? It was in, no, they were in two segments. It was it was Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and China. Right, and then they added, and then that disintegrated when Michaels had an injury and he had to go away. They brought in X Pac when his contract was up in um, WCW, so they brought him in, and then Triple H pitched Road Dog and Billy Gunn to Vince, and that's how they brought that in. So there's two two little segments of DX, and that's why they were talking about they're bringing all of DX in. I didn't realize that. I thought they were. It wasn't was, wasn't Rick Rude part of them originally before he jumped ship? I don't remember. I remember somebody making a comment about Rick Rude holding a briefcase in the background or something like that. Yeah, so maybe that. Like was he was a, like a manager. He was yeah. the mouthpiece for them for Shawn Michaels and Triple H in China. It's the only way they're getting China into the Hall of Fame, as we discussed earlier. Yeah, I mean, well, off at at this, yeah, off mic. I I just don't see. At, at this point, now you're starting to get into like that the attitude era stuff. But there aren't many people left. Yeah, you already did. I mean, what are you gonna do, The Rock? And if you do The Rock, you just totally blew out DX. Like DX is gonna yeah. be DX but, is now like the the um the opening um before pay per view. What are those things called? Uh, the Sunday Night Heat match. Yeah, like a Sunday Night Heat uh, entry. If, if you do that, you're not. I don't think they'll put The Rock in. Until WrestleMania is back in LA, so that he could be there, be there to do and all be in it fully, mm-hmm. and probably do like a fucking two minute match like he did last time. Uh, other news in wrestling. So I read an article about the Young Bucks and how it's it's strange. Were the where were the Young Bucks before they were the Young Bucks? They were in TNA, right? I, I, I I'm pretty sure they were, and they left. They were they're obviously not in WCW, not in ECW. They were never in the WWE, and all of a sudden they are like like the, if, if they the were fucking man, they were the fucking man in the man. tag team division. I, I, <laughs> they were offered a contract by the WWE, and they turned it down. And they and the reporter asked them in the interview, you know, well, what was the contract? And they said, well, the money was very good, and that they pitched us an idea. For our debut, and it would have been at WrestleMania 35, and we would have uh, had an invasion angle where it would have been the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, and Kenny Omega. I still don't understand how they didn't take that. I- I'm sorry. I-, I get you're trying to do the AEW thing and doing your own thing. I get it. But see, I, I get why they wouldn't because, all right. You do the invasion angle, which we've seen how many times, and it always works so, so well. You do the invasion angle, so then you have the Young Bucks fighting, I don't know, who's the fucking tag team that they would fight? Do do, do you really want to elevate the bar up to that point? No. Exactly. So they're going to be wasted already in their first feud. You're going to take Cody Rhodes, who's been there. Well, who are you going to have him go after? Braun Strowman? Uh, Seth Rollins, okay. maybe, but and then you have Kenny Omega. Well, who's he going to go after? He's not exactly the biggest guy either. He's a he's a Seth Rollinsy kind of build. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you've got a couple of feuds there, but after the way they do feuds now, 
Oh, God. After two months. You're done. Then what? <laughs> then you pull into your six-month, I'm not going to wrestle for anybody. Right, bitch. and they had a, a clause <laughs> where they could... They could have left after six months, or they had six. They had to give six months' notice if they wanted to leave. It's good. I mean, I'm glad that there's going to be some sort of competition. Wrestling needs it. it they it, do. It, it honestly, need, listen. Even if AEW does like two or three pay per views a year, and you know, like you know, twenty house shows or whatever, so it's like a really small thing. Okay. I would take that because it's different. You know, maybe maybe it'll get me to a point where I'd start watching TNA and to try to understand what's going yeah, on there. That's not going to happen. But listen, th- look, when when Johnny Impact as his name is now um is your is your heavyweight champ, Johnny Nitro? Johnny Morrison? Yeah, John Morrison. Well, at least he's wrestling again. He's not trying to be a fucking actor. But it's um th- they're they have a good thing going. I think TNA. It's just not like I look at somebody like a Tessa Blanchard, and it's like okay, you're you're just you're you're wasting away in a name, in in TNA and doing what you, what you're doing or whatever because you're 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 if you take like Charlotte Flair and put her anywhere else, that's how like Tess Blanchard is. It's like you're a big name, you're 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 a decent wrestler, but what else do you have? Adam Rose would have been in in that invasion angle too, and they also were going to get their. It wasn't own... the Rose Buzz, Rose Buds, was it? No, not that. <laughs> and they also were going to get their own show on the WWE Network called the Elite Show. <laughs> it's it's you you go so high as you're you're the young bucks you're the this and that. And then you just drop to, and it's, it's not a knock, but it's like you drop so low to be like the Edge and Christian podcast, <laughs> Edge which and is Christian good. Have a good show. We we are the Edge and Christian of, of hockey, of hockey and wrestling podcasts. The only. Hopefully, we're not a big bust like we'll talk about next week. The biggest busts in history. Ooh, we get females coming in. <laughs> That's where I got it from. That joke. <laughs> is this a bust? Yes, it's very impressive. Naked gun movies. Of course. Nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Yep. That's right. But, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about... Busts next week, baby. The biggest busts in draft-wise in NHL history. And then we're going to talk about the Devils, the biggest busts that we have. And we've had some big busts. How about we also throw in there, too, biggest busts from a trade standpoint? (laughs) We're, We're looking right at you, Michael Grabner. (laughs) <laughs> number one on the list numero uno yeah that that grabner thing was it the intent was fine and then we're going to talk about some of the biggest fucking busts in wwe history and i'm looking right at you ludwig borger ludwig borger <laughs> this is a gimmick royal rover match in the making man it is i was going to put chris Nowinski on this list but that guy's made a fucking career out of getting his head broken in by wrestling, and he's now the leading expert in CTE. Yes. Chris Masters? Yeah. yeah. No, Nowitzki. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Chris Masters. He's the other guy. He's the other guy? Of the Master Lock, which was a cool fucking name for, for, for a the finishing dollar move dream? For, for a full Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Since you put it that way, it's so stupid. <laughs> but the name was a cool, like, it was a cool finisher. 
It was just, it was a fucking full Nelson. Like, dude, you couldn't have done something else. Like, even an ankle lock. Well, which, all right. Let's, so let's just kind of, which was worse? That move or the, the, uh, the crushing finale that Crush had where he just basically put his hands on the side of your head and you tapped out? <laughs> like he was crushing Well, Yokozuna, where he just sat on you. Obviously, you're going to get the pin. I'm, I can't pick up a fucking 600-pound man. Can you imagine how bad his nuts smelled and his I'd taint? Ra- but I'd rather have him sit on me with the fucking tights and shit on than Rikishi, Rikishi with putting the- his ass in my face. <laughs> Folks, this is, this is why 80s and 90s wrestling and 2000s wrestling was for men only. <laughs> it's, it's all dick jokes and ass and, and this and that's it. And we all laugh and like it. Speaking of Rikishi, oh, uh, he made a comment after the Usos R- won the belt. R- I guess Rikishi's the, still alive? Yeah. Oh. The Usos' contract is up after WrestleMania. Right. And oh, God, did he mention an AEW thing? There's talk of oh, he boy. made a tweet of something along the lines of, you know, after the mm-hmm. Usos won the belt, that, you know, maybe the WWF will see uh, springtime equals free agency. And how quickly was that deleted? Well, it doesn't matter. It's not like he's part of WWF anymore. Or e, or I'm Gucci. sure. I'm sure he's under some kind of. I would if I were him. Well, it's not like he's going to be a fucking Hall of Famer. No, he was already. He got elected in with. Um, Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, he did. He got elected with the worm and and. Um, and Brian, no, Brian Lawler, Chris, yeah, Lawler's kid, and the other one. They, they I, I think you're. I'm gonna have to call bullshit because we're yeah, gonna have to he, look this up. Okay, we'll look it up live on the air right here. Do Rikishi WWE Hall of Fame? How do you spell Rikishi? <laughs> WWE Hall is Rikishi Fame. dead? Came up <laughs> first, Rikishi announced for WWE Hall of Fame class of 2015. Oh my God! Yeah. And he got. He and, has pictures of fucking Vince blowing somebody. He he got in before fucking Yokozuna. That is ridiculous. That is so. Oh, and I drove by their office yesterday. And I was like, why don't they just buy the building next to it and actually build a Hall of Fame? And now you're telling me Rikishi? No. Well. Well, might as well put fucking Mordecai and <laughs> what are some of the other fucking ones that they built up that Lars Sullivan, Kevin Sullivan, Kevin. Hey, Kevin Sullivan deserves to be in it. Okay. I'm just telling you. I'm just saying. Glory days. Let's hope we hear Glory Days after tomorrow's game, huh? Oh, no, wait. No, no we in, have to tank. It's in the garden. The garden. Right? It's in yeah. the garden. That's okay. We can play it from here. It's, they'll hear it. High Sticks Super Kicks Podcast, folks. Episode 27, The Deadline. Next HS- week, we'll be able to talk more about the Next week, there will be a heavy NHL news because we'll be talking about all the trades. and. But it'll also be heavy in Rikishi's ass and Yokozuna's oh. ass and Big Bust. Got your lube, kids. <clears throat> anyway, hsskpod.com. You know, I just probably just ruined any chance of getting, like, Erica Wachter and, and anybody else on this show to talk about hockey. Oh, please, if they've heard our show anytime. Maybe Erica will come on. Sit here in the, in the anytime studio. Anytime we ring the bell, 
no one's coming on this show. Of... Oh, man. HSKPod.com. Pick your social media of choice. We're on it. Pick your streaming of choice. We're on it. Make sure you tell your friends and get them on it. Grab their phones when they're not looking and just subscribe. They'll never know. They'll never know. They'll never know. Hey, we had an uptick in downloads last week. We got almost up to 30. Don't know why. Don't know why. But hey, shit happens, man. Let's keep it going. Let's try to get to 40 this week. Keep pushing, folks. Let's make the top 40. Like Ernie Anastas said on Fox 5 News, keep fucking that chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Toodles on that one.